Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, Jamie, we are diving headlong into 2022, the new year, talking about some of the Pacific Northwest destinations that are calling to us as we, uh, you know, start to flip the calendars, so to speak. That's right, Jim. It is January, mm-hmm. and that means it is time to start dreaming, planning, or even booking your travel plans for the year ahead. And if you're thinking, ah, it's way too early to make travel plans, <laughs> might I direct your attention to Fort Stevens State Park outside Astoria, where there are currently, Jim, only two available campsites for Memorial Day weekend right now out of 519 total sites in the campground. And those two are just primitive walk-up sites in their hiker-biker campground. So, <laughs> gosh, look, if anything, you could argue that it's already too late to be planning for the year ahead. But here we are um, doing our best to plan for some less busy destinations, perhaps, yeah. or for times that are a little bit uh, outside of that peak travel season. Man, basically, if you were going to bike and stay at Fort Stevens, what do we got there? Highway uh, US 101. Yeah, you better have that dialed. You're staying there on, uh, you know, exactly this date, exactly this time. That's wild. I have yet to book much of anything for uh, the year 2022, but I have plenty of ideas. And I know you do too. Actually, I have one trip booked for 2022. I take that back. Um, but it happens to be in February. So that's a pretty short lead time. But anyhow, Jamie, I'm excited about 2022. Maybe that's a hot take. Is that a hot take? Uh, no. I, 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 <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, here's the thing, right? COVID continues to rage. Uh, Omicron sure. is, uh, obviously our latest iteration, uh, causing sweeping problems uh to say the least but uh well there's no but comma to that uh however we uh you know we are all excited about planning for the year to come i know i am i know you are and as part of that you put together your annual northwest travel guide and jamie this is one of my favorite things that you put together each year, not to just uh, write you a love letter here on the podcast, but <laughs> I I really enjoy how this uh, this idea, which is essentially a, a compilation of places, things, stuff to do, 
it, it sparks the imagination and it says, what if we uh, hashed a, a plan to go out to the San Juan Islands? Uh, what if uh, we decided to go out to Joseph, well, you know, in, in Northeast Oregon? Hey, uh, remember last year we talked about going to the Oregon Dunes? It, it just says, hey, it resurfaces those ideas. It brings new ones to the fore and says, here's what the new year might hold for you and I. And uh, I love that. I think it's fun. I love the planning. And uh, we're going to center our podcast today all around some possibilities for 2022. Well, that's it, Jim. I mean, I'm, I'm so glad you enjoy it. It's, you know, it, it's just that that idea of um, here are some places that I, I've been thinking about or places that I just went that I loved or some spots that seem like 2022 is the year to check them out. And so it's, you know, for those who haven't seen the travel guide before, it's broken up into five sections. We have, um, towns, we have outdoor destinations, uh, lodging. So places to stay various kinds of attractions, and then a few road trips. If you're wanting to stream mm-hmm. together some destinations, um, and go off on a, on a classic American road trip. And we love here on the peak Northwest podcast, a uh a classic american road trip so i mean jamie <laughs> we could we could start anywhere but how about some some towns some specific destinations that maybe we can pick out of the list for 2022 what, what do you say about that i love it all right jim all right um let me pull out the first one that I'm that I'm kind of excited about here, which is a uh, town of Jacksonville. We're not going to Florida. So this is we're not going to Florida. Nope. We're going to nope. Southern Oregon. Southern Oregon. Um, Jacksonville is sort of an old west town that is down there in Southern Oregon, and it's kind of one along with like maybe Grants Pass is sort of the gateway to the Applegate Valley wine region. Mm-hmm. So this is a great spot to go if you want to go drink some wine and you know, a place that's a little bit different than say the Willamette Valley or Walla Walla. Um, this is a cool opportunity to go drink some really great wine and then stay in the kind of like this, this old West town. Um, so, I mean, it kind of similar to Pendleton, you've got, you know, their, your, your, your bars, um, cafes, your restaurants, some hotels. Um, so I think that the, the way to do it is to get a hotel downtown or get, you know, maybe a, a rental just outside of town, mm-hmm. have some food, have some wine, Check out some spots, stay for a couple of nights and uh, explore the area a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a really mm-hmm. cool spot that's a little bit underexplored. Yeah, I was going to say when you raised Jacksonville, uh, I'm like, huh, OK, all right. I like that a little off the beaten tourist track, if you will. Not necessarily the first Southern Oregon town or city that comes to mind. You know, you think of a an Ashland or something perhaps as, as your first option. Uh, that immediately jumps off the page. So Jacksonville, I like it. I'll highlight another one that I hit actually last year going down to Brookings, Jamie, you had this on your list. Oh yeah. And, uh, we were actually in the, uh, you know, one of our, our Slack channels yesterday talking about Brookings for a different reason. The fact that a humongous sinkhole opened up there years ago, uh, when our, <laughs> our pal Jayathi Ramakrishnan happened to be living and working in that neck of the woods. But this place is an absolute no brainer of natural beauty, right? Uh, I, you wrote something to that effect. In your travel guide, uh, you've got the Oregon Redwoods right there, which is kind mm-hmm. of the unique attraction that we've actually dedicated an entire episode of the podcast to in previous months. Uh, but you've also got uh, – you're right on the coast, Jamie. You've got uh, Harris Beach, I think, one of the most spectacular Oregon coast scenes that I have ever seen. 
to turn a phrase there. And you've got a, dare I say, pretty cute and reasonably robust town of Brookings as well to go check out. Yeah, it's, you know, it's one of these towns that I uh, have been through a few times. It took me a little while to really kind of um, find the right spots in Brookings. But the last time I went through this past summer um, during the heat dome, um, where Brookings was one of the few places <laughs> unaffected by that overwhelming heat, I ate at a couple of really, really good restaurants that were just so different from what I'm used to finding on the Oregon coast. One was a place called Kun Thai, which is a Thai restaurant there um, in an old uh, space that used to be a brewing company. Mm-hmm. Um, really excellent. And the other was a place called Tropicalia Brazilian Cuisine. And I had just some awesome Brazilian food there. So, you know, it, that's what kind of stood out to me about Brookings is, yes, you have this natural beauty. Um, yes, it's right there, um, right in the California border. Mm-hmm. Um and you have this like pretty good food scene there too. I, I was really impressed with Brookings. Yeah, I uh, I was there for just kind of a quick turn. I stayed one night, and I think it was Alfred Loeb L O E B State Park uh, just outside of town, mm-hmm. uh, and really enjoyed myself. But it was a quick trip, and I I think you know the catch with Brookings is you have to make a pretty concerted effort to get there. It's not really on your way to much, so to speak, but it is well worth uh, the individual trip. So. Jamie, uh, full endorsement of a Brookings trip. All right, Jamie. Well, we could spend all day talking about towns to go visit, but uh, let's pivot our focus here to the outdoors, something we obviously love here on the pod. We've got the Wilson River Trail is on your list, but we've talked about that before. Uh, We've got the Oregon Dunes on the list. We've also talked about that before. I'm going to say let's turn to Mount St. Helens, Jamie. What what, what oh, what's man. on your brain yeah. about uh, glorious Mount St. Helens? Well, my take on Mount St. Helens is that a lot of people look at it as a climbing destination yep. because it's a really good climbable volcano. Yep. Um, and it's a, a great spot to do that. But what I love about St. Helens is the hiking opportunities that are there on the north side of the volcano, sort of in that blast zone. So what I love to do is to go up to the Johnson Observatory. And, um, you can take some trails from there is the boundary trail that runs for a very long way. But if you take that, um, just a little bit farther, um, around the volcano, you can get to a trail that leads down across the pumice plains and up into a waterfall that is pouring from like the maw Mm -hmm. of the blast zone of the volcano, which is just an awesome hike. And there's, um, another hike that will take you just a little bit farther um, to a place called Harry's Ridge. Yep. And that's a beautiful spot there above Spirit Lake where you get a great view of the volcano itself and of the lake. So, I mean, these are day hikes that you can do at Mount St. Helens. Don't have to go climbing. You can, of course, and that's a great way to do it, but there's just so much to see there aside from climbing the actual slopes of the volcano. Yep. Yep, for sure. And for those of us who live in the greater Portland metro area, a thing to remember Mount St. Helens is hardly farther, if not about the same distance as some destinations in the Mount Hood area, right? Uh, mm-hmm. A little farther, right? I don't have Google Maps up in front of me. I'm not calculating the exact distance. But functionally, you're going to spend a similar amount of time in the car as you are, assuming roads are good, yada, yada, as you are going up to Mount Hood. So consider... Mount St. Helens is a different option. Every time I go out in that neck of the woods, I think, my gosh, why don't I spend more time here? This is beautiful. It's a different. It's something else. 
that maybe is is just uh, for me off of my beaten path. And I appreciate that um, having it so close. And let's be honest, uh, where the heck else are you going to have views of uh, a volcano that erupted so recently um, and is still exactly. so rugged and just bizarre isn't quite the right word for it jamie but it is bizarre it's a bizarre place um just in the sense of it's unlike (laughs) what most of us have ever experienced anywhere else totally totally it's 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 one of my favorite places to go check out i think in this area for sure Um, jim i think the the one other spot on the outdoor section i want to highlight is if you is also in washington if you just keep kind of going north head out to the coast a little bit the wild Olympic coast, oh, yeah. which was one of my favorite, uh, outdoor adventures I did in 2021, um, backpacking up along the Olympic coast, uh, going with the tides, climbing over boulders, checking out tide pools, um, seeing just some wild, rugged, quiet beauty. Olympic national park obviously has a lot you can do, oh, yeah. but you know, I think the, the coastal backpacking trip or a day hike, or just a visit to the beaches out there, man, that's tough to beat. It really is. Tough to beat. And I mean, really unrivaled anywhere else I've ever been. I I mean, you and I both love the Oregon coast, Jamie. The Washington coast just has a different flavor to it, a different flavor of remoteness. Uh, I mean, we talk about, especially the Southern Oregon coast is being rugged. I think the Olympic coast takes that to the max. There are places where you can camp right on the beach, you know, backpack in. There are gorgeous hiking opportunities of course throughout the olympic peninsula there are some cute towns to check out those of us who enjoyed the twilight saga uh forks is uh, a town that is going to strike your fancy a place where they did some filming i mean all in all uh i did a road trip up that neck of the woods uh now a few years ago and did basically a road trip around the entirety of the olympic peninsula and was really happy with what we were able to see and do it it was it was stunning and uh worthy of exploration for anyone who's who's willing to hop in the car and take a little drive absolutely jim and you know i i think as we're talking about hopping in the car taking a Mm -hmm. drive um moving on to the next section of the travel guide is sort of the the next thought people usually have so i want to go up i want to explore some natural beauty in whatever way that makes sense to me but hey, where am I going to stay? Where are some interesting places to yeah. stop along the road? So maybe some reasonably priced places. Getting out of so your typical, you know, a chain hotels, yeah. or even getting out of your, you know, typical Airbnb situation. What are some cool spots to stay? And that's that's kind of. Um, I really had a lot of fun this year pulling out some some really different kinds of lodging experiences yeah. from that kind of that range of experiences. Yeah, I love it, Jamie. I mean, your list is remarkably varied. I think the first one that kind of jumps to me, we've talked a little bit about the coast in Oregon and Washington. Um, but I'm, I'm loving on the idea of the Hasita lighthouse bed and breakfast. Jamie sounds, it oh, yeah. sounds super cool. Yeah. That's a great spot. So, I mean, a lot of people have seen the Hasita head lighthouse before on the Oregon coast. Great spot. Um, a great beach there too. A great hike. You can walk up to the lighthouse. Um, you can hike beyond the lighthouse and go over to Hobbit mm-hmm. Beach. I mean, it's just a really, really spectacular spot. But the old lighthouse keepers residence there on the cliff is now a bed and breakfast, um, which is, uh, you know, it, it is among the pricier ways sure. to stay. But, um, folks who I know who have stayed there have said it, it's worth it. Just a really sort of charming, 
place, you know, these, these sort of older rooms that are just really kind of cute and beautiful with views overlooking the ocean at the lighthouse. I mean, if you've ever wanted to sort of stay overnight at a lighthouse, this is, this is your opportunity to do it. Um, one of the few you have in this region. So, uh, I haven't done it myself, but I, I am dying to check it out. Have a nice, quiet, intimate place there and, uh, enjoy what they call a decadent seven course breakfast Ooh. in the morning. Man, uh, seven courses. That does a lot better than seven my course. usual, like, brand cereal uh <laughs> a second course of maybe some some avocado toast and or smoothie oh. uh you know that's three course breakfast right I, there, I suppose Jim. that's true really if we're thinking about it if we do those all at individual <laughs> times you know I, I i start my work day at 11 so i kind of wake up and have mini breakfast and then do uh you know kind of second breakfast slash snack early in the work day uh, you know, and just kind of mosey on throughout. So, yeah, I mean, I suppose you could qualify that as a three course breakfast. Totally. Um, totally. it isn't exactly uh, the fanciest option in the world, but <laughs> how many courses did you say? Eight courses, seven courses, seven, My seven gosh. course. Yeah. Wow. It's great. I I'm sorry. I can't even think of what all seven would be, but anyway, we need not go in that direction. Um, <laughs> the, the lodge at hot springs, Jamie is the next one that piques my interest. This is out in La Grande. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, and our colleague Beth Nakamura went out there uh, earlier this year to, or I guess it would be last year now, to to take photos of this place. And they came back looking stunning. Uh, this place is, yeah. uh, it's essentially, uh, as you wrote, Jamie, an oasis in the high desert. And it's like hot spring paradise, as I understand it. Basically, a lodge built around serious soaking potential there are several places you can stay the night and soak in hot springs in eastern oregon this is just one of them but the people who run the place are hot springs enthusiasts they met at bagby hot springs over in the Mm -hmm. cascades and so they have really sort of made the lodge at hot springs now to cater around those who like to soak which jim as someone who likes to soak i gotta say i am really excited about the idea of staying there myself it sounds decadent to reuse that word and decadent in a different way. Just like so relaxing, mm-hmm. luxurious, uh, kind of uh, the ultimate chill out, all yeah. things considered. Uh, and I mean, what's not to love with that, Jamie? I mean, we could ramble on and on about lodging, outdoors, towns. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about some specific attractions, road trips, and a few other items that we're stoked on for the coming year. All right, folks, we are back going through a guide to 2022 travel, sparking some inspiration and maybe, you know, poking you a little bit to say, hey, get those reservations going. Folks are going to have similar ideas and you want to do what you want to do. And uh, we've talked about outdoor options. We've talked about some towns to visit, some lodging that's particularly attractive. But Jamie, we have all sorts of other attractions, if you will, kind of Oregon Northwest specific places to visit in 2022. And I I don't even specifically know where to start in this list because it's so varied, Jamie, but uh, why don't you pick out one and we can roll from there? Oh, I want to, I want to talk about the cowboy dinner tree. Oh, I was hoping you would. Okay. Yes. (laughs) This is a a great, great spot. So, I mean, uh, it's a restaurant, but it is out there in basically the middle of the rugged Oregon outback. Um, way out there in the high desert. 
And uh, if you're into like sort of a no fuss, no frills, cowboy kind of meal, the cowboy dinner tree is your place. It's a reservations only restaurant. Uh, and it's a pretty small seating area. And their menu is also similarly very limited. So basically what you can get at the cowboy dinner tree is either a giant sirloin steak or mm-hmm. a whole roasted chicken. A whole roasted chicken. Right. Right. Wow. And that comes with soup, salad, baked potato, and rolls. Oh, um, gosh. They also have some rustic cabins on the property for those who are just simply too full to drive anywhere after that meal. Like the roll me on home kind of mentality. Just exactly. Like, not exactly. going to be able to make it anywhere. Wow. A whole chicken. And I'm sure the steak is is not a, a measly portion either. That's right, Jim. The steak is uh, 28 to 32 ounces. Oh, gosh. I just looked it up. Yeah. That's massive. Uh, <laughs> and, and add a salad, baked potato, roll, soup. Uh, I mean, suffice is to say, fit for a cowboy. Yeah. Uh, fit for any any uh, daring takers, I suppose, Jamie. Another on your list, Jamie, is the enchanting Enchanted Forest, kind of our fairy tale amusement park outside of Salem. This is long one of the kind of beloved family attractions in the Willamette Valley. And uh, Jamie, it's come across some pretty hard times of late, and now is about time to show it some love, if, of course, this is your kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, this is a fairy tale amusement park. It's great for kids, um, great for any families who are looking for something to do that in the Willamette Valley, um, just outside of Salem. 2021, 2020 was a really difficult uh, period of time. I mean, obviously for everyone, but Enchanted Forest, I mean, it had um you know the, the coronavirus pandemic they had financial difficulties an ice storm came and you know destroyed a bunch of the park and um they were getting you know they got some threats based on some pandemic stuff um so i mean it was just they got hammered hard in all directions and it seems like you know they're this is just a really good time to show a beloved Oregon attraction a little bit of love that's what i think i like that And Jamie, our last category in the travel guide is road trips, which, as we've noted, we have a particularly soft spot for here on the Peak Northwest podcast. And I'm going to bump us up to Washington, Jamie, a place I don't know that we've talked about this particular area all that much um, on the podcast, but the Stevens Pass Highway. This crosses the Cascades east of Seattle, essentially giving access to outdoor paradise of sorts. So uh, depending on the time of year, you can go to Stevens Pass Ski Area, which I particularly enjoy, though I haven't visited in a few years at this point. Um, you can go to the little community of Index, which has excellent rock climbing, I must say. Some of the best anywhere really anywhere in the country, honestly, though I find it to be pretty difficult rock climbing, but that's neither here nor there. I, uh, I'm not exactly the uh, hardest climber in the history of the world. And uh, of course, tons of hiking opportunities and Jamie, a couple fun little towns of Skykomish and Leavenworth. Uh, Leavenworth, a place that I have particularly enjoyed spending a good amount of time. Yeah, it's a, a great place. I mean, just the, the drive itself is beautiful. Um, the outdoor opportunities are, are many and varied and, you know, it, it's a great opportunity to drive out to Leavenworth too. If you haven't been there before, the little mm-hmm. Bavarian theme town, I went out yeah. there for Oktoberfest one year and it was an awesome, awesome place. I'm sure it was popping. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. So one of the other road trips I wanted to highlight here is one of my favorites. And I'm, I'm sure we've talked about this a bunch of times in the podcast, but I love, I just love this spot. Um, and it is a road trip to get out there and that's the Steens Mountain 
Loop Road. Mm-hmm. Um, Steens Mountain, way out there in Southeast Oregon. Um, you know, you go to Burns, get gas in Burns, and then keep, yeah. keep going. Um, but the Loop Road there is just incredible. Um, I mean, it's a gravel road, so it's a bit rugged. Uh, if you've got, you know, a four-wheel drive, that's helpful. Um, a little bit of clearance mm-hmm. is also helpful. But you can go to these various viewpoints on Steens Mountain that look into canyons, into gorges, um, off the mountain itself, off into the desert. Um, it is just an absolutely stunning place. I know we've talked about it as a fall destination for when the aspen trees there turn color. Love mm-hmm. it for that reason as well. So um, if you want to go, go take a, you know, adventure way out into Southeast Oregon, if you've never been to that region before, Steens Mountain is a great place to go do that. Lots of great camping opportunities as well. And Jim, for those who like to do some stargazing or some mm. uh, meteor shower watching, this is a primo, primo place to do it. It is some of the clearest, darkest skies that I have seen in Oregon. Yeah, I uh, unfortunately, I well, fortunately, unfortunately, I was in that neck of the woods not long ago uh, on a, a road trip last fall. And I had a, a destination in mind that was not that area, not the Steens, not the Elver Desert, not any of that stuff. And I kind of blew right past it in the name of, uh, you know, keeping going. I had a lot, we had mm-hmm. a lot of driving to do, but man, stunning area about as, I mean, clear skies as you can get, big skies, uh, perfect for stargazing and absolutely worthy of a road trip destination. Should you be able to kind of carve out the time to get there? Because it is, uh, let's be honest, it's a fairly substantial road trip from most places in the state. Yeah, it is definitely a place where you need to say, this is my destination. Yeah. Um, or you need to have just a lot of time on your hands to be able to go explore. Yeah, most definitely. So, so Jamie, all this begs the question of, we've talked a, a good bit about all the different places we could go in 2022, but what's a place or two that particularly strikes your fancy as uh, what's on your calendar for the coming year? We've already talked about some of them. You know, I'm, I'm hoping to get down to Jacksonville and the Applegate Valley wine region this fall. That's kind of been on, on my mm-hmm. list. Um, you know, Southern Oregon coast is a spot I'm going to be in this spring as well. Um, but one spot we haven't talked about that I am really psyched about checking out is the Owyhee Canyonlands, which was. Ooh, you're finally doing it. Well, I, yeah, that was on my list back in, in 2020, mm-hmm. um, to do before the pandemic hit. And I am really going to try to make that happen this year. Finally get out there. This is again, uh, pretty much way far Southeast Oregon. It is, it is basically on the border with Idaho. Um, just some remote, rugged, beautiful Canyonlands out there, um, along the river. And it's just a, a stunning spot that I've been wanting to go to for years, as I said. And I am really, really going to try to make that happen this year, um, preferably later this spring is the idea. Good. I love that. I, we'll have to do a full episode on that oh, absolutely. once you make that trip yeah. happen. That, it's an undertaking to get out there. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it is not... I mean, we're both in, in the Portland area, um, in Portland proper. And I mean, it's, it's a trek for us, but really a trek for just about everybody in the state and uh yeah you'll have to report back i'm excited to hear how that goes absolutely well jim how about you what's a spot that you're looking at hitting up this year you know a spot that i i i can't recall if i've really uh spoken much about this before on the show but i really love the north cascades of washington up there Mm. kind of talked about as far north as you can go in the state of washington highway 20 cutting across um, between uh, kind of the uh, west side of the Cascades and the east. 
uh, doing some, I mean, there are endless opportunities for essentially your outdoor recreation of choice up there, mountain climbing, beautiful hiking and backpacking, some fun little towns, uh, just absolutely gorgeous landscapes. And I was not able to go up there last year, um, but uh, kind of stopping a string of, I, I think, several years in a row, or at least a few years in a row going up there for some sort of uh, outdoor excursion. And uh, I would love to make my way back uh, at some point this spring or summer. I mean, heck, fall. I mean, it's really uh, a beautiful place any time of year, um, though I haven't been up there in the wintertime. So anyhow, lots to do and see, Jamie. But that's one thing that's on my on my radar for 2022 is getting back up to the North Cascades. That's a favorite place of mine yeah. uh, in in the Northwest here. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a special that's spot a for sure. Most definitely. Well, Jamie, uh, suffice to say, I'm feeling motivated and uh, pretty amped to start doing a little bit of planning myself. I, I, I've i kind of done the spraying many ideas for 2022, but not completely kind of planning out anything yet. Uh, I know I'm going to do a, a ski trip uh, in February and hopefully another one in March, but haven't really planned beyond that so i'm i'm pretty amped to kind of dive in for real and and start making uh making some reservations entering some permit lotteries and uh yeah getting getting excited about Mm -hmm. the year to come get them on the books jim and just don't plan on trying to go to fort stevens state park over memorial (laughs) day weekend because really you pretty much just can't you can't say you just can't you just can't, Jamie. <laughs> well, there are plenty of other things you just can do, and we hope that this episode gives you some fodder for exploration and imagination. And all that said, folks, we're going to wrap things up for now, but you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoyed the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Fien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.